Hey, Powerhouse fam, you're listening to episode number 13. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Hey everyone, I'm so glad to chat with you guys today. Today's episode is going to be probably one of the most practical episodes I think that we have done so far. And we're just going to jump right into it. No fluff, no muck. We got enough of that around Nebraska with the flooding. We are so excited. We're just going to jump right in today. So today's episode, episode number 13, is titled, Are You Satisfied or Stagnant? Now, I bet a lot of you guys looking at that were like, ugh, well, I don't really even know which one is the good one or which one is the good one to pick, but I'm really excited to share with you, even just based off the definitions of these two words and then diving into them a little bit, really how to help you guys get out of stagnancy. I just gave you the answer to that question and really get into this place of satisfaction regardless of who you are, where you're at, how much money you've made, whether you won your state title, None of that matters, and I'm excited to empower you to live a satisfied life no matter what. But first and foremost, we got to talk about the bad parts, right? So I'm going to define stagnancy being stagnant for you guys, and let's dive right in. So the definition of stagnant is of a body of water or the atmosphere of a confined space. That just sounds nasty, okay? Having no current or flow and often having an unpleasant smell, I'm like scrunching my nose as I'm saying this, as a consequence. For example, a stagnant ditch. Now, don't you just love when like a simple Webster's dictionary definition like blows your mind? So when I was reading this, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't even need to elaborate on this. How many of you guys know when you're in a stagnant season, that it absolutely feels like this. You're in a confined space, that you have no current or no flow and are often having an unpleasant smell, like in your life. Like your life just stinks, right? I just think it's so cool. Like literally, you guys, I could go home right now. I don't even need to elaborate on that. Let's think of some other synonyms, okay? Other synonyms for stagnant means still, motionless, immobile, inert, lifeless, dead, standing, slack, static, stationary. What are your guys' emotions right now listening to those words? Did you notice any facial expression changes, some nonverbal communication stuff? Did you look down? Did Did other thoughts pop up of other times in your life? Maybe you're thinking about your current situation or a former situation when you felt stagnant. But man, I think this thing defines itself. You know, you might be going through a still and motionless season right now. You might be going through a season that feels like you're just standing there doing nothing. And if you are, if you're going through a season like that right now, I highly encourage you to go listen to last week's podcast where we really talk about vision and how to take massive and perfect action using five tips that I gave you guys, which we're going to review here in a second. 
to start taking action and getting some results, reaping some results to get you out of that place of stagnancy. And then you can also go and listen to our out of winter podcast. That one will really, really help you if you feel like you're in that season. Other examples of this word are inactive, sluggish, slow, slow moving, lethargic, static, flat, depressed, quiet, dull, declining, dying, dormant, and stagnating. (sighs) Okay, now I know we're feeling kind of yucky after that, okay? But today I want to diagnose this and I want to help you guys hope again, okay? So there have been plenty of times, you guys, in all of our lives, I think we always go through seasons where we're just feeling like ain't nothing working, okay? I remember when I first started my business, I had $60 in my bank account, and I was like, what am I doing with my life? I moved home from Nashville. I broke up with my boyfriend, very cute boyfriend at the time, and I was just like, Lord, what the heck are you doing with my life? I felt stagnant. I felt no movement, and then a period of time, even a year and a half, two years ago, before I came to my city, you know, I just felt stagnant in my life. I was seeing the same people doing the same things, hanging out with, you know, just people who weren't growing me. I wasn't challenging myself. I wasn't challenging my mind. I wasn't challenging my body. I was in a place where, you know, I wasn't in the best physical shape of my life. We've had so many different moments in our lives. Maybe emotionally, you feel like you're just stuck in this constant hamster wheel and you're like, dude, I don't even know how to, like, I don't even know where to begin, right? Okay, so we've all felt there. We've all felt like we're just stuck hoping, living on a prayer, living on a dream, you know, writing some vision down and some napkins like we talked about last week, but we're not taking action. So the first and foremost thing that I want to say with this is that I want to really encourage you how important it is to get over the fear of failure and to understand that stagnancy comes from, it literally means like a lack of action, okay? And I think that this starts, I don't think, I know, because I've told you guys about the self-coaching model a thousand times, right? That so often as we're moving through this self-coaching model, and A is the fourth letter of that, K-S-T-E-A-R, situation, thought, emotion, action, result. How often are we taking a look at these situations, which now we all know together, if you've listened to the episodes of the podcast, that we can't control those situations, but we can control every thought after that, everything, every sector, the other four letters of that after that. All that is under is under our control. How often do you guys know that when we're in this season of stagnancy, that it's so common for us to allow our thoughts to define who we are? which create those emotions, which create our laziness, which create the results of our life. And guess what? If you think I'm a broken record not by now, whatever. I tell my clients this all the time. You better get ready and you better get used to me bringing up steer, S-T-E-A-R, a thousand bajillion times, infinity amount of times, because really the self-coaching model is the answer to almost everything. And the beauty about that is that I want you guys to be able to coach yourselves out of your own messes, okay? You might be in a situation right now, I don't have any clue what that is, okay? But I guarantee you that you are currently thinking bad thoughts like it's never going to get better. Well, I can never amount to this or I'll never graduate or I'll never get a better job or I'll never get hired there or I'll never win that pageant. Comparison, self-criticism, all these things that we've been stacking up in these past podcasts, you guys, I did that for a reason because though all those things stacked up together move us into this place of stagnancy. You don't just wake up one day and have stagnancy compiled up. 
okay? It's a series of tiny decisions that we have allowed into our lives to create some pretty bad habits in the action realm of that self-coaching model that have created the results of our life. And the reason why that's actually not a bad thing but a good thing is because once we reveal the lie Uh, that the lie is, well, this is going to be this way forever, which it's totally not. And we undo that and we separate it, divide it into all the thousands and tens of thousands of little tiny thoughts and emotions and actions that actually build up to those results. We understand that, yes, guess what? It's a process. And yeah, it's going to suck for a while. And yeah, you're going to have to undo and redo and manipulate and create all these different new habits. Because guess what? It might have taken 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of your life to create these absolutely terrible habits. No offense, we all have them. It's not going to take three seconds to undo them. It's not going to take three seconds, maybe. It might take five seconds. It might take five months. It might take a year to really see some progress against the stagnancy that has accumulated and pulled up in your life, right? The depth of the water that isn't going anywhere might be six feet deep some places and six inches deep in other places. But the beauty of that is, guess what? It might be time, it is time, (laughs) to take a shovel and dig a pathway to a new life and a new future, okay? And guess what? That's not me being critical at all because I have to raise both of my hands. I've identified areas in my life that I absolutely know that I need to grow in, that I need to stop being stagnant in. And just to be transparent with you guys, one of those areas that I have been greatly improving in is getting up earlier. Like I said on the last podcast, I realized this year that I've created my whole life um, to basically be able to show up when I want, you know, and that's my decision. And that was because of hard work that I've been able to build a life like that. But it also has its, down, its downsides when you're really trying to honor people, but you're not willing to honor them by being on time. And so that's something that I've really been working on. But another one of those components that, as you can kind of see, come from the same root is getting up earlier and really setting the tone of my day, having quiet time in my office before the world wakes up, the birds are chirping, all those things. And I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now um, consistently, and it is blown my mind and just changed my world. I have way more productivity during the day. I'm not stagnant. I I have energy. I get more things done. I have more free time. I have more family time. I have more time to go go to the movies and hang out with friends and do all the things that make me really happy, which provides, you know, a better sense of self, more joy in my life, more contentment in my life, more satisfaction in my life, as we, as we will talk about in a second. So I want to encourage you guys right now to identify the one to three major areas that you are the most stagnant in. And you might have to pause this episode really quick to think about that, and that's perfectly fine. Go ahead and do that at this time if you'd like to. Okay, so let's talk about how we get out of this stagnant state in life, okay? And these might be, like I said, we're going to get really practical today. So these might be stepping on your toes just a little bit, but it's okay. Here are some strategies, okay, as to how we can stop being stagnant and start being satisfied. Number one, stop watching TV. Okay, so let me just say, I have subscriptions to Hulu and Netflix. I love movies. I have an AMC movie pass that I pay $20 a month for that I can go to three movies a week for free, not free, but you get what I'm saying. I'm a huge movie buff, okay? So what I mean by this is not just to turn the TV off for all of eternity because TV is the devil, but what I do mean is that if this is something that's distracting your time or say 
Right now, you are trying to build a company or build your dreams at night, but you have a day job. Guess what? You might need to turn the TV off for a season and work on your dreams at night. And guess what? You might be tired. You might not have the energy. You might not feel like you have the passion or the time, or you might need to put the kids to bed and then work on it for an hour every single night and then spend time with your spouse and feel like you have 24 million things to do in only 24 hours in the day. I get that. But If TV is your weakness and TV is not just something that you're using intentionally because you need to unwind your mind, which is what I use it for, which I totally understand. Let's just make sure that it's not the thing that's causing you to replace the time that you could be working on the things that are your goals and dreams and the vision for your life with TV. Number two, spend less time watching the news and reading. So this is actually so hard for me. If I could spend 12 hours a day reading, I literally would. I love knowledge. I love reading. But it was so funny. I took this mastermind a few months ago and man, it whipped me into shape. And they, when they taught me the difference between massive action and passive action, which I'll do a whole podcast on. um, I just did that with my inner circle in January. That was our topic. When I learned the difference between that, I was like, oh my gosh, Megan, get your stuff together. Because I realized that I was stuck in passive researcher mode for so many hours a day. And then I was wondering why my tasks weren't getting completed or details were slipping through the cracks a little bit or my administrative power, which is already not my natural bent, was really slipping. And it's because I was thinking that I was doing things by making lists and by researching and reading books when at the end of the day, that is not massive action. It is completely passive action and it's not going to help you achieve your dreams. Again, having knowledge, becoming an expert in your field, 100% important, but it's like 80-20 rule. You should be taking action 80% of the time, researching 20% of the time, especially if you're trying to build something. Next, Spend less time with negative relatives or remove yourself from them. Whoo, guys, I know this is hard. I know that this is hard. But I think part of becoming a leader, and as you get older, as I get older, is learning that family are the people that are there for you the most. Family doesn't always have to mean blood. And don't write me an email. Don't at me about this. If you have a different opinion, that's fine. This is just the way that I'm living my life. But it's been so awesome to lean on the people in my life that are there for me in addition to my incredible immediate family and learning how to count on people and to be accountable to people that may not share your DNA is a really beautiful experience. So I give you permission. Um, And again, be respectful in all this. And I'm, I'm not saying this like it's a Bible verse by any means. And I'm not telling you just to never talk to your family again, but be wise if you've got some toxic people in your life that you know are just life suckers who only come to you when they need money or need something or need whatever. And they're just a dumping ground, like you're a dumping ground for their emotions, their negativity, their whatever. You might need to consider to cut that relationship off or at least distance yourself from those people. And it's okay. It's okay to do that. Next up is starting your day by reading inspirational material or watching inspirational videos. I cannot tell you how important this is. Every single morning I wake up and I listen to a worship song. I talk to God, which is just, you know, simple prayer time. It could be five minutes. It could be 45 minutes. just depends on the day. And then I spend very, very intentional time reading my Bible or a devotional or and then journaling. And then on the way to the gym, because part of my routine in the morning, I listen to affirmations in the car. You might think I'm weird, you know, whatever, but I like to pump myself up for the gym so that I can honor my body physically and get a good workout in and you know, just psych myself up to have a really great day. And there's something so powerful about declaring out 
promises that are affirmations over your life and setting the tone and priming your mind for the day. So instead of looking at email and Facebook and Instagram right away, which I know is hard, and answering all your texts, I just dare you to spend 15 minutes tomorrow or 30 minutes or whatever, just more than you're doing currently, and spend some time really starting your day to pour into yourself, and I promise you, you won't regret it. And lastly, using positive affirmations and visualizing daily. So I know this is going to sound hokey pokey, but it's really not. Can you actually visualize your dreams down to the letter in the very most minute detail? And you know what? I'm not even perfect at this. Do you actually have a plan? Have you actually built out A to Z or maybe just A to E or A to F as much as you can of your dream? Or are you just sitting dreaming about it? If a plan is not clear, how the heck do you even know if you've achieved it? How will you even know if it's right in front of your face if you're not clear about it? So I encourage you, spend like two minutes when you wake up, maybe set an alarm at 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, and then at night, just set a little alarm and just close your eyes and just think about your dreams. Make them so clear in your head that you're convincing yourself that you're going to achieve them. And I promise you, because those are thoughts, they'll create positive emotions, which create positive actions and positive results. Thoughts are one of the most beautiful things in the world when we stop allowing our thoughts to define who we are and we start understanding that our brain will lie to us. So if you can do exercises like those positive affirmations and visualizing exercises, reading your Bible, speaking truth and identity over yourself, it's so incredibly empowering. It literally changes the brain chemistry of your DNA when you think positive thoughts. I'm not going to get all into that. I'm not saying I'm a guru, any of that kind of stuff, but on a neurological scientific level, I promise you guys, it's more than just the hokey pokey positive thoughts. Like just consider it something that's benefiting your entire brain. I want to encourage you guys with this. Part of creating a new life with new thoughts is learning how to identify, deconstruct, and rebuild limiting beliefs. And just to free yourself from the fact that we can't control the limiting beliefs that were given to us by the situations or home lives that we were raised in. But what we can do is we can control how we choose to change them. And that's so powerful. And guess what? Accepting that it's going to take work, but also asking yourself, how bad do I want it? That's the case. Like, honestly, I think most people just underestimate the kind of work that it takes to be successful. But asking yourself, how badly do I want to get free? How badly do I want these results is a really great place to start. Okay, so let's hop on over to the fun parts, which is talking about how we can become satisfied. And this part's going to be a little bit shorter. So the definition of satisfied is contented fulfilled, gratified, to meet the expectation of, to provide for, to provide with adequate information or proof so that they are convinced about something, to convince, to persuade, to assure, and to make certain. I absolutely, positively love that definition because I think the misconception is that If we haven't achieved everything that we want in life, if we haven't completed whatever vision is in our head, that we can't be satisfied. It's like I hear so often from my pageant clients, they're like, well, I haven't found the man of my dreams. I don't have a boyfriend. And so, you know, I'm just not satisfied. And I, you know, and I'm going through that season of my life right now too, but it's just hilarious because we aren't without. Everything is perspective. Everything is, do you focus on what you have 
Do you focus on how you are full? Do you focus on how you can serve? Do you focus on how you have been provided for? Do you focus on how you can find a way to be well-pleased and to be contented with what has been given to you? Especially if we live in America, you guys, we have so much more than everybody else, literally in the entire world. We live in the top 1% just living in America. There's so much to be grateful for. And I really think that the first step to being satisfied is to get a proper perspective, again, that we can control the thoughts and emotions that we think, which cause our actions and cause our results. If you're not satisfied in life, change it. If you're not satisfied, take massive action. And guess what? It's not going to be perfect. And you're not always going to know what you're stepping into, but you can be as wise as possible. And again, with accountability in your life, like we talked about last week, and people around you who aren't just yes men, who are actually helping you count the cost and helping you take ownership of your dreams and helping you do all these things, you're going to find yourself advancing to the next level. And there's just something that I believe is innately on the inside of us that makes us want to take steps forward. Like we were created not to just live in the muck of a a pile of stagnancy. We were not created that way. So of course you feel awful. So the biggest way to get out of that stagnancy and to start feeling satisfied, I think, is to get a proper perspective of being grateful. And number two, taking massive and perfect action, being willing to fail, to fail in front of people, to fail hard, to fail quickly, because It's just like Edison said, I found a thousand ways not to create the light bulb. And as silly as that sounds, because I know we've heard that a million times, it is so true. And I really want you to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, am I doing that in my life? And am I complaining more than I'm taking action? Because chances are, if you're complaining, if your actions reflect negativity constantly like we talked about in the last episode then guess what your actions are not even going to attract the results that you want and I don't even mean attract in like a law of attraction kind of way I mean physically it's repulsive to be around complainers and let me tell you the richest people that I know the most successful people that I know and I mean this with my whole heart are literally the most giving generous gracious like thankful nicest people I've ever met in my entire life they would give the shirt off their back they'd give a thousand dollars even if it was their last thousand dollars like I have seen where these people even came from and they have had to work on their mindsets harder than anybody else and that's why they've gotten to where they are they are so keen with the words that they speak they're so keen and intentional about the people that they hang out with and so i really believe that those two things are the foundation of how you can start to become satisfied in your life okay and really telling yourself even when things aren't going right I'm going to keep taking action. I'm going to keep taking action. I'm going to keep surrounding myself with the five things that we discussed in last week's episode. And so in closing, I'm just going to review those things really quickly. And I want you guys to combine this with massive action. Okay. So number one last week was I take ownership for my life. So I really believe that satisfied people take personal responsibility for every single one of their actions. Everything that happens in their life, they don't blame They don't criticize others. They say, okay, what was my part of the puzzle? What was my piece in the equation? Number two, they're consistent. 
Okay, so they're consistently taking action regardless of whether they end up with a W or an L. Number three, they're willing to sacrifice enough for their dreams. And I can wholeheartedly say that. I know what I've had to sacrifice for my dream. I know it's always scary when you're taking risks or going to that next level. And again, that's why you need number four, the surrounding of positive, encouraging, not Caleb, disciplined people who push you towards your future. And guess what? Very, very successful people, satisfied people, they do that. And lastly, number five, satisfied people have accepted themselves for all their great attributes and also their not so great attributes. And part of that is, again, just being thankful. You know what I mean? It's so funny. It's like, you know what? I can be thankful for my weirdness. I can be thankful for the way that I talk. I can be thankful for the things that make me different. I can be thankful for the things that make me awesome. I had a really great um, post on Instagram today that you guys can look back at when this is posted that, uh, on Tuesday. So I'm recording this on Monday. And it was really funny. I just thought of it that morning and I was like, you know what? I'm going to show people what I actually deal with. And I had people post five things that they loved about themselves and also then five things that they were the best at. And I kid you not, probably 90% of people who responded were like, oh my gosh, this took me like 15 minutes. Like this took me so much longer and this was so much harder than I thought that this was going to be and it really forced them to take a deep look on the inside of themselves because as I said in my post about 75% of my clients just break down crying when they even try doing that so I want to encourage you guys that you have the full capability you have everything that you need on the inside of you to be satisfied don't let what you don't have or what you haven't accomplished consume your life don't let where you came from or any other excuse, any other attribute about you, every attribute that you are, every unique thing about you, every idiosyncrasy is totally on purpose. And so be thankful for it and find a way to make it you, make it your brand. Like how many people do you know have a brand based off of the thing that is totally unique and weird and different about them, right? Al Yankovic, it's because he took regular songs and made them weird. Kim Kardashian, we all know what she's famous for, right? The Kardashians in general, and they've built one of the biggest empires in the entire world, right? So I want you to take today, be thankful, learn how to be satisfied, but just basking in your awesomeness. Don't be bashful about it, okay? It's not being prideful to be proud of who God created you to be. And obviously there's a difference between having a good level of pride and still knowing how to honor the people around you and be respectful and not be egotistical. Um, But just because you have a good amount of self-image doesn't mean that it has to be arrogance. Those are two very different things. And number two, I want to encourage you, keep taking that massive imperfect action. I know it will help you. And I'm so excited to hear in a couple weeks or months how you guys are implementing this and what it's doing to change your life. So I want to end today with this quote that I absolutely love that I think sums up all of this today. And it says, I realize that I can create the life I want. I can fail as many times as I need to. And it just means I'm getting faster to my end result. With that, have an awesome week, everybody. And we will see you on the next episode. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the powerhouse inner circle where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. 
Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.